0: K A I'm at the Rafiki Coalition for Health and Wellness near Pier 80, just north of San Francisco's Bayview neighborhood. It's in a corrugated metal building decorated by plants around the outside. Rafiki opened its doors in 1986 during the HIV-AIDS epidemic. They focused on taking care of San Francisco's Black residents, who were often left out of policy decisions and had limited access to health systems. Fast forward more than 30 years to the COVID-19 pandemic. Over the past year, Rafiki quickly set up testing and vaccination sites, and even distributed hot food made by well-known local chefs, including April Spears of Cafe Envy and Auntie April's. This is What Works. We're talking about people and local groups who are innovating solutions around the Bay. I'm your host, Sonia Narang, taking you on a tour of neighborhoods where you'll learn about impacts that can stretch beyond the pandemic. Over the past few months, we've gotten to know Rafiki's director, Dr. Monique Lissar. She told us how important it is to reach people in Bayview through culturally competent staff and programs.
1: You're not just some person on the street, you're somebody that they could be related to but also somebody that that actually sees you as a human being and a person, which is so not how a lot of the medical institution can treat our folks at times. And so I think the difference is that all of the work that we're doing is to add the story, is to add the humanity, is to add the, the feelings and the fear and the concern and the isolation. She
0: says treating patients like your own family is key to building trust in health institutions.
1: I had someone who I helped get vaccinated. She's a senior. Literally said when she got into the car, she cried because she felt so much free of all the anxiety she's been having with COVID. And not only that, she said she felt cared for because, in this case, it was me that helped support her to get this. But it could have been anyone, right? And I recognize this when I said to somebody the other day, I think it was even on Facebook, and I said to them, I want you to be protected. You know, it means, like, I care about you. I want you to be safe, and let's do this together. That
0: was Dr. Monique Lessar from Rafiki Coalition. As I drive from the pier back into Bayview, I drive along bustling 3rd Street, past clothing stores, hair salons, and even Auntie April's restaurant. I pass the Bayview Opera House and make a left on Oakdale. Just a couple blocks away from the Bayview Opera House is the Leola M. Havard Early Education School. Now the school's parking lot was selected early on during the pandemic for a pop-up testing site by a group called Umoja Health. The word Umoja means unity in Swahili. The group brought together local volunteers, community groups, and public health officials to reach people at churches and local neighborhood hangouts where they set up tents. They worked together to create an atmosphere where patients could feel comfortable and get health services from people who are like friends and neighbors rather than distant clinic workers. Umoja started with pop-up locations in Bayview during the pandemic, and now it runs clinics at various sites around the Bay Area. Reporter David Exame is going to take us inside one of Umoja Health's pop-ups at a church across the bay in Oakland. He'll show us just how they build trust in Black communities to tackle health inequities.
2: It's a breezy Saturday morning at the pop-up clinic in the parking lot of Paradise Baptist Church. It's a simple setup, a few tents, some speakers, some plastic chairs. People line up on the sidewalk, and volunteers in black hoodies are buzzing around under the tents. Minnie is 57 years old, and she just got her second vaccine dose.
1: My uh, cousin is a hairstylist, so I think they know the first lady of the church. Jackie, I think that's her name. So when she called and told me, I said, I'm going, because I'm a foster parent, and I have two disabled boys.
2: She lives in an Oakland neighborhood she calls The Dag, and she's pleased with this event.
1: They did perfectly well. And I don't know what the young man name is back there with the gray baseball cap he's standing in front of his desk. Very helpful.
2: Now this is a pop-up clinic, but honestly, it feels more like a neighborhood kickback. There's even a DJ, a tall volunteer, tapping away on a laptop. This is Gila. He's a researcher and health educator at the University of California, San Francisco, and a North Oakland native.
3: I spin a mix of guap, soul, some blues, I try to throw back a little since we, for vaccination, we do hit an older uh, population and make sure that they feel stuff that they can recognize move to.
2: And people are staying long after their 15 minutes of post-vax observation period is up. DeMar, who lives in Oakland, is basking in the Saturday sunshine, carrying a lion's head cane and the Louis Vuitton
4: mask. I'll be hanging out, you know, they listening to good music. You know, you can't go wrong when people playing good music. <laughs>
2: That's by design. The organizers, DJ Gila included, are part of a coalition called Umoja Health. It's a network of about 30 local groups addressing the Black community's COVID-related needs. Gila says it starts with understanding the neighborhood.
3: Come to the Tuesday community meetings. That's where the community gives us feedback.
2: A large part of their approach is focused on what the medical world calls cultural competency. That's the ability to understand and interact with cultures that are different from your own. Gila describes it well.
3: So within Dr. Rose's office, we are actually like using the word more so either cultural congruent or cultural humility. Because if you think about it, you can't be competent in somebody else's culture, right? But you can empathize with it, right? You can have sympathy, you can have understanding of the contexts, right? And if you're not us, if you don't understand the culture, then create space, right? Don't come in here and tell us what we need. Ask us, what do we need? And see who can facilitate that from our own community.
2: Dr. Kim Rhodes is the director of Umoja Health and the brains behind this vision. She's an associate professor of epidemiology and biostatistics at UCSF, where she also works in community engagement.
5: I continue to say we are still unapologetically black focused. We will serve people who show up, if they're whether or not they're African American. But our goal is to get African Americans these resources.
2: Dr. Rhodes stresses that people connect strongly with their neighbors, not strangers in lab coats. She expanded this approach from San Francisco's Bayview neighborhood to Oakland.
5: UCSF was asked to come over to address Fruitvale because at the time they had the highest rate of positivity in the country. And I remember calling my boss and I said, I feel like I'm Inconveniencing some people by saying that this is what I want to do by doing the pop up method because that's the only way we're really going to make sure. And I told the group, I said, I want 80% of what we're doing to go to African American people. And nobody says that and nobody does that.
2: And the locals, like many, are glad this pop up clinic is in their neighborhood.
1: You got to bring it here. There's no way around it because we're not going nowhere. And you know, believe it or not, I'm surprised at the turnout. Don't nobody know about this.
2: Pastor Leon McDaniels says Paradise Baptist Church is the spot everyone in the DAG trusts.
3: People feel a lot safer knowing that my church, or at least the church in my community, is hosting this. And and that you can come here and feel safe and even have a little something that reminds you of our culture. If you notice kind of music we're playing, it's intentional
2: outsiders often don't realize this isn't a space for them. Here's Dr. Rhodes. They
5: come to neighborhoods they would never be caught dead in otherwise to get a vaccine and are willing to take it from the hands of the have-nots, if you will, right? Oh, it's vaccine hesitancy. That's why the rates are low? No. It's because people who live in Marin are willing to drive to 94621, stay in their car, windows rolled up, to get a vaccine that was put there to serve the
2: African-American community. And that drastically hurts the locals' chances of getting medical attention in the neighborhood they grew up in. Here's Demar again.
4: I'm gonna tell you, we don't have them in the, in the minority as with Black communities anymore. You know, you don't have the health center, you don't have a rec center. You don't have anywhere for kids to go to get either medical treatment or, or just recreation.
2: Dr. Rhodes says health workers need to understand the realities of the communities they serve.
5: I mean, we, one of our partners from Sunnydale, who I love, uh, came to really love so much, um, just in his demeanor and, and kind of the love that he has for his community. He came to our, our Bayview site but he would not get tested there. He did not want to have his picture taken there. And actually he followed us um, as we went to Oakland because he's got people in East Oakland and he drove by our first pop-up in East Oakland. And I said, hey, do you want a t-shirt? And he said, he looked at it and then he goes, nah. And I'm like, it's because it says the town, isn't it? And he was like, yeah.
2: And Umoja's volunteers like Zach Smith practice what Dr. Rhodes preaches.
4: We're always pushing the model for us by us. Having people from that neighborhood, they have a sense of community and empathy that I think you can't have if you don't feel like, oh, that's my cousin, that's my friend, that's my partner, that's someone I
2: love. Smith sits down with people and hears them out, and they trust him. One time, a conversation actually helped bring in an entire pod for vaccination.
4: One of my roles that day was helping with the exit survey, and I was talking to him. they were a Black person, and they were just like, you know, what were your side effects? Um, you know, should I tell other people? And, you know, we had a conversation for probably about five or 10 minutes, and it, that gentleman called the person he lived with because they were eligible, and they came to the vaccine site. Um, and They were a bit hesitant, but because they went with him, they felt more comfortable. So I think a lot of the, like, word of mouth and, you know, those simple interactions, I won't call it simple, but those interactions between folks aren't quite as valued as they should be. —
2: Dr. Rhodes is going to keep this going beyond the pandemic and on an even larger scale. —
5: What I can see is that this model works for engaging the African-American community. And and by this model, I mean Flipping the entire delivery system kind of inside out. We don't do anything indoors, we do everything outdoors, number one, rain or shine. Um, we're bringing the information to people rather than asking people to come get the information from us.
2: Just talk to someone like Damar, and the work will speak for itself.
4: You got people out there talking to you, this did you know, it's just down to earth. This, and that's what you need, down to earth
0: That story was reported by David Exame. It makes me think of the words of a doctor and researcher who co-wrote a study about how Black patients trusted Black doctors on health issues.
6: The Black doctors wrote many more notes about their engagement and interaction compared to the non-Black doctors. Mm -hmm. And they were things about his kids getting older going into high school. They were non-medical notes. So there's more information being exchanged.
0: That's Owen Garrick. He's the president and CEO of Bridge Clinical Research in Oakland. They study health disparities in the medical profession.
6: So once the research subjects or patients were comfortable, they were willing to listen to the message around diabetes prevention, flu, BMI, and were willing, more willing to take uptake those services compared to their interactions with the non-Black doctors.
0: He said the results were eye-opening.
6: The Black doctors were able to push um, and increase the percentage of services these Black male patients took. There was a 15% increase in the amount of people that would agree to have their blood pressure recorded. In terms of BMI, there was a 27% increase, just with this interaction with the black physician compared to the non-black physician. And when we jump to the invasive services, so if we look at diabetes screening, a 47 percent increase in those subjects that were willing to have their di- you know, be screened for diabetes. When we look at cholesterol, a 76 percent increase. We did not expect anything like that.
0: That's the voice of Owen Garrick. He leads Bridge Clinical Research in Oakland. You've been listening to What Works Grassroots Solutions Around the Bay Area. Stay tuned for our next episode, where we head over to Fairfield in Solano County. We'll hear about a long standing yet innovative solution to hunger. We'll tag along with a team of volunteer gleaners. Those are people who pick fruits from local trees to distribute to the community at large. There's all these fruit trees that are already planted that are 20, 30, 40, 50 years old, especially in the older neighborhoods that are bearing fruit still. And that resource locally is is valuable. That's next time on What Works, grassroots solutions around the Bay Area. What Works is a production of KALW Public Media. Subscribe to What Works wherever you get your podcasts, or check it out at kalw.org whatworks. That's where you can find all of our stories. Support for the series comes from Renaissance Journalism's Equity and Health Reporting Initiative, with funding from the California Endowment. Thanks also to the Association for Continuing Education, ACE. Our team includes the reporters you heard from today, along with Shireen Adel, Hana Baba, David Boyer, Francisco Delgadillo, Gabe Graben, Angela Johnston, Marissa Ortega-Welch, James Rollins, and Ben Trefney. Thanks for listening to What Works. I'm Sonia Narung.